Hi, my name is Simon Soje. Um, and this is my beautiful wife, Katrina. Uh, we've been married for how long? 17 years? Yeah. Uh, in 2001, that's easy math. Uh, and we have three kids together. Our daughter, Carson, is 12. Um, our son, Cannon, on the left there is 10. And our son in the middle, Case, is 7. And every year on the first day of school, we have them take a picture holding last year's picture on the first day of school. So if you look really close, it's like a time machine. Um, and so, uh, let's see, we got married, like I said, 17 years ago. I think we have a picture of it. Yeah, like, look at that. No beard there. She looks the same. I look like a child. Um, but um, I grew up in a family with both parents and uh, three siblings. Um, and we all loved each other. We never had a lot of drama that I remember. Um, our parents raised us up in the faith. We regularly read the Bible, discussed it as a family. Um, but when it came to dating, I didn't really have a clue. Uh, I, I really just bought the lies that Hollywood would feed us that tells you that um, you, you just know when it's true love. And so since I'd only dated two girls before I met Katrina, uh, I never really understood um, the, you know, I never gained the experience that would teach me that's not true, right? So I always thought that I was just going to meet the one and fall in love. And this led me to overcommit way too quickly in dating relationships um, and not really seek a friendship first. And I always sought personal validation through someone liking me, which always led to massive unmet expectations and disappointment. I grew up with both of my parents and one older brother, but my family was not close. I had a volatile relationship with my mom through high school, and my dad just sat back and watched as the family life happened around him, and he worked a ton of hours and became a world-famous economist. I knew he cared about me, but he never showed any emotion. He never told me he loved me, never gave me hugs and kisses um, or just any affection. Thankfully, um, our merciful Lord found me amidst the internal and external chaos that ruled my life. And during my senior year of high school, I realized I was a sinner and I accepted Christ into my life. However, I desperately needed guidance and discipleship to stay on the right path, but both my parents are atheists, so I did not get the support or encouragement at home and had a hard time making wise choices. My dating life was very pathetic. I had one boyfriend after another from about 14 to 18. Not a single one of them was a believer, and I derived all of my self-worth from my relationships. When I first met Simon, spiritually, I was in a more solid place as we were both leading a Bible study our sophomore year of college. Simon asked me out after a football game one Saturday night by saying, I like you, and I think you like me. Is this true? <laughs> I, can, as you can imagine, was a little put off by that, but I responded yes, and then Simon said, what do you want to do about this? So romantic. He is an engineer, can you tell? <laughs> no offense to anybody else, but Simon then vowed to love God first and me second, and let me remind you that we had only known each other for three weeks. I was completely weirded out and could not believe that he had used the L word so soon. This was my first time to ever date a guy that loved God, so I just assumed this is what your average DTR looked like. That's how it goes, right? Now you're supposed to do it. Um, so our relationship was always dramatic and rocky. Uh, the drama started because 
right after I had asked Katrina to be my girlfriend, basically, I realized I didn't really want to date anybody. I just wanted to spend time doing whatever I wanted to do. Um, and so because of the self-centered, self-serving attitude that I had, um, my heart was uh, just always overflowing into my speech, and I'd look for some reason why I wasn't happy um, and unsatisfied, and I'm just trying to find some way that she was responsible for, for me being unhappy. Um, I was unwilling and unable to realize that I was the problem. So I was always looking to flaws in her. Um, and I'd, I'd pick at these flaws that I'd see, well, maybe, maybe if you were more like this, or maybe if you were more like that, I wouldn't be unhappy. And so my careless and critical words um, caused deep wounds in Katrina's heart. And many times it took us to the brink of breaking up, but neither of us wanted to see the relationship fail, kind of like a point of personal pride, I think. Um, so we'd patch it up and keep going, but you know that sort of damage just builds and builds over time. Even though as a believer now, I still struggled with finding my significance in whom I was dating. As a result, I never broke up with Simon, despite the fact that he was not a great boyfriend. He definitely wasn't my Prince Charming that I thought I deserved. It was crushing to my pride, so I vowed to change his opinion of me instead of ending an unhealthy relationship. So I could, I could tell that I was hurting her, um, and to try to mend it, I would try to conversely tell her, um, oh, I, I love you so much, or I care this much about you, I want to spend time with you, and I would kind of say things and tell her I felt much more strongly for her than I did, um, and, you know, I spent our future together, really, I really liked the reaction I got out of her. So um, I got myself stuck in this situation where my mouth was writing checks that my heart couldn't really cash. And uh, just constantly needing to up the ante on everything that I, I told her um, so that she would, you know, feel like, oh, he really does like me. And so in that process of upping that ante, eventually, where do you go? Well, let's get married, you know. So that's kind of at the top of that pyramid. I just said, hey. And so we got engaged. We got engaged after eight months of dating. As you can imagine, it was a little bit of a nightmare. Um, Simon instantly got cold feet. And suddenly I felt like he wanted nothing to do with me. I planned the entire wedding by myself. Anything I tried to get him involved in would turn into a major argument. However, I felt like breaking off the engagement would be embarrassing because I wanted to find my validation in him. And in the back of my mind, I felt like we were together for a purpose. As strange as that may seem, my parents really liked him. And um, I just ended up sticking it out. Um, so I stuck with him, even though I knew he did not want to get married. He even tried to postpone the wedding, but I told him, you either marry me when you said you would, or we don't get married at all. So we did. Um, and on December 29th, 2001, uh, we were married. I was 20. She was 21. Um, it was the middle of our junior year at Texas A&M. Um, and as we drove away from the reception in her dad's car... Uh, I saw tears running down her cheeks and in an oddly compassionate way, I reached over and I said, I know. And I patted her leg and like, I really did know that like, I felt bad for her because I knew she didn't want to be married to me. And that I was kind of a jerk. Um, yeah. When we got back from the honeymoon, I realized that my old life was gone. I was no longer living in my big apartment with my best girlfriends. I was living now in a tiny dump of an apartment with a guy that I didn't really like. We had no community. All of our old friends were still single. We had no one to talk to about our struggles, and so we suffered in isolation. I sought to ease the pain through the excitement of chatting with an old boyfriend online. It never turned into anything physical, but it was definitely inappropriate. 
And even though we did love the Lord, there was no spiritual oneness in our marriage. There were some good days where we would have fun going on little dates, but mostly we continued to disappoint each other through each of our unmet expectations. I remember sitting on the floor of our apartment, kicking the door and screaming, I wish we could get a divorce. During the entirety of our relationship, we did both have a relationship with Christ, and honestly, it protected us from things getting much worse. But we had no connection, no spiritual oneness, and we were not seeking him together as a couple. We were both operating from a very self-centered perspective. So after six months of a completely miserable marriage, um, I was about at the end of my rope, and I remember very distinctly, um, I was in our little two-bedroom apartment, sitting at my desk there trying to, this will sound weird, I was manufacturing a way that I could manipulate Katrina into giving me the physical affection that I craved. Um, and I was like, maybe if I say this, she'll feel bad, or, or you know, she'll be willing to do this. If I point out, you know, well, hey, you need to do that. And uh, it's almost like um, God hit me in the head and said, like, take one step back and look at yourself through her eyes. Like, if, if you knew that somebody were thinking about you right now, the way that you're thinking about her, you would hate that person, right? Because they're just trying to seek to manipulate you to extract from you what they want to meet their own, their own needs. Um, and I just realized that, man, I wouldn't want to be close to me at all. Like, this exact thing I'm trying to contrive and manipulate is, is completely false. Um, and and I, then once I was willing to admit that to myself, God just like kept peeling back that onion, and he just showed me um, that everything that I was trying to do to you know, make my marriage work my way just wasn't working at all. Um, and everything I was doing was just destroying, destroying it and pushing her further away. Um, and he just broke me. God just broke me. And I said, you know what, God, I'm done doing things my way. It completely doesn't work. So I'll do whatever you want me to do. I've got nothing to lose. So we graduated and we moved to Dallas and, um, I just had to confess to Simon that I didn't think that we were meant to be together and that he wasn't, in my mind, I've always had this idea of a Prince Charming. And, and I just had to tell him those things. And he actually said to me that we were meant to be together because we were married. And God's plan for us was to stay together because he hated divorce. And after that, I realized that I had not been all in this whole time that we were married. At that point, it was about two years. And I had been focusing on the entire time on my unmet expectations and not being instead not being the wife that God wanted me to be. I wanted to be happy instead of to be made holy, and so I made a commitment that day to work hard at loving Simon. So after I kind of saw how selfish I was being, um, the thing that changed inside me, uh, I read a book called The Marriage Builder by Dr. Larry Crabb, and I've read it again since then, and it's okay, but it was exactly what I needed at that time. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. But, uh, you know, no, no offense to anyone who really loves that book. Um, but uh, it was exactly what I needed to hear. Um, and it, it started to show me some deep truths about um, kind of where I found my sense of self-worth. Um, and he started to show me what it meant to trust in him instead of her for my validation. And so I'm going to share with you Philippians 2, 3, and 4 that says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility value others above yourself not looking out for your own interests, but each of you looking to the interests of the others. And so when I grasped this truth, right, um, 
I no longer tried to use my words to manipulate Katrina. I understood that my words were intended to be a blessing to build her up. And God changed my mind to say, hey, when you win a fight, you both lose. And so stop trying to win fights. Now seek unity through conflict resolution. Um, and then if she would say things to me that would hurt, instead of responding out of my flesh and anger or the desire to hurt back, um, I was able to kind of ignore those things and understand that this is actually her trying to communicate to me in a broken way that she's hurt. And so I needed to hear the hurt in her heart when she was trying to hurt me. And those are things that God opened up in my, my eyes and my heart. And God gave me a heart to follow Simon and to support him in a desire which was lacking to have a strong marriage. He matured me. It wasn't about being right and winning. It was about having peace and striving to meet his needs. He gave me a right perspective on my responsibilities as a wife and the weight of those responsibilities in front of a watching world. Um, So when we moved to Dallas, we got plugged in to a church, Watermark, and we got involved with a group of believers who were all seeking to have strong relationships with the Lord and strong marriages, something that we didn't have when we first started out. Um, Community was so important. We couldn't hide our bad behavior in isolation anymore. We had confidence in knowing that we couldn't get too far off track without someone noticing that we weren't doing well and calling us out on it. And we're consistently still to this day learning from other couples as they love each other well and work work through the same issues that we're working through. I mean, just like earlier this year, we were in a hard spot where we were disagreeing on something and Simon said, hey, we're going to have to call a couple in our community group and we're going to have to work through this on the phone with them. And that was really humbling just to argue on the phone in front of another couple and I didn't want to do it, but we did. And it was really good and they straight up said, hey, it sounds like y'all are just fighting for what each of you want than trying to have peace. And so we are still, you know, often doing the same things that we always have done, going back to our old patterns. And we're grateful that people love us enough to keep us on track. Um, so anyways, God has just given us a passion also for marriage because of the hard, hard time that we had in the beginning. And one of the things that we love to do is lead foundation groups, which are just groups for newly married couples. And we just want to help them not make the same mistakes that we made for so long. Um, So here are three ways that Katrina would say that I've changed in our marriage. Um, I used to be offended if Katrina would poke fun at me, um, if she would laugh at something that happened to me, like if I put some milk on top of the fridge instead of putting it in the fridge, or if I was like on the treadmill running and like I slept and I fell and busted all over the gym floor. Um, but now I laugh too. I can laugh at myself. I uh, don't take myself too seriously. Um, and then I used to let Katrina handle hurt all by herself. Uh, our first pregnancy resulted in a miscarriage and I just had no, no way to categorize what was happening. Um, and so I was kind of like, wow, you kind of, you deal with that. Um, but now I encourage her to express her fears and I pray for her daily and I, I know what's going on in her world. I just make it my, con- my concern to know what's going on with her and ask questions about it. Um, and a uh, third thing, I used to only care about sex, uh, how to get it, when I could get it. Um, and I didn't really care about her 
And so we don't, we don't have it all figured out yet, but um, we're definitely striving towards a sex life that's focused on loving the other person first and not just getting our own needs met. I would say a couple ways Simon would say that I have grown. Um, I used to struggle with just respecting him, and now I try to let him know how much I appreciate and admire his hard work for our family. Just publicly praise him so that there's no question in his mind that I'm very thankful for him. And also just used to be very frustrated by Simon's lack of follow-through and leadership, but now we try to be, we try to become a team I like to fill in his gaps if time management is his problem. Then I want to help keep him on track. I want to send him reminders or just ask him if there's anything I can help him with, things like that. Just try to use my gifts to help with his weaknesses. Um, So I love that I don't have to have all the answers figured out, right? When you're stuck in your marriage and you feel like, man, there's no way out of this. I'm too broken. She's too broken. We've got too much history. Um, you know, God's not asking us to have it all figured out. He's just um, asking us to take the first step is kind of what I learned early on. Um, I've just got to get in God's word and then be faithful to do what he shows me to do that day. Um, I'll share another scripture with you. Matthew six thirty three and 34 says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So don't worry about tomorrow. Um, It will have its own worries. That means we don't have to figure out our entire marriage today. Um, When it seems overwhelming and hopeless, we just have to take it one day and one decision at a time and, and choose to trust God step by step. Thank you.